Good evening, everyone, and welcome Hello. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I am your host, Tristan, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host here, Matt Awkward, zooming at us from a, a non-disclosed location deep yes. beneath the earth. Yeah, we, this is a weird, different intro for this show. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying something, goddammit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and, it was, and it was very nice. Oh, uh, thanks. So yes, I am in an undisclosed location. <laughs> you are. You have a nice white wall behind you. You look like you're being held hostage. Which everything's I, white here. <laughs> you're very 2001: A Space Odyssey with your white headphones and your yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's a good look. I'm um, upside. You can't tell it. I'm upside down too. <laughs> I rotated the screen so it wouldn't freak you out. Good. That would have <laughs> freaked me out, man. Um. Yeah, so today I suggested that we do a movie that is not that good. There's kind of no way around it. I, You can't... It doesn't even classify as a movie. It really, it's like a really long short. It's When I when I ran into you on the sidewalk the other day when you were buying a damn arcade machine again for some reason. Uh, Sorry. I told, I, I told you that it felt to me like it was a special episode of Monsters. Like an hour-long episode of Monsters. A very Tales, special not episode the dark side, of Definitely Monsters, because there is yeah, a monster. Oh, absolutely yeah. Monsters, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, I, I did no research on this movie because it didn't deserve it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I feel very confident in saying that they reused some ghoulies effects for this, uh, for oh, this thing. The Aside monster from totally just, looks like a ghoulie. The so monster is 100% bigger. that giant ghoulie from Ghoulies 2. Yep. Um, only with a big pentagram on his chest. Also, uh, the the effects, the the Charles Band green mist effects were in full effect in this movie. And oh, yeah. Were very, very, very Ghoulies-esque. Um, a couple fun facts. I didn't do very much research either, but it is... Um, uh, it was written by Don Mancini, who did all the Child's Play movies. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I did and know that. For some and reason. it's directed by John Carl Beekler, who also did Ghoulies 3. Mm. Well, I mean, it is a Charles Band joint, so yep. that that does stand to read. And it's uh, it's got a few uh, cast reunion members, two from prior Funbox. Uh, Yvonne DiCarlo's there yes. from American Gothic. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know what's, what his nuts name is, but um, the dude from Chud 2 is in here, too, as a abstract uh. painter. Who, uh, I guess that's fancy term for finger paint. <laughs> He's, yeah, the, this this academy has interesting, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how you, do you get nominated to be there? Apparently it's there's be, a board of directors that has to like you. It's beyond preposterous. I don't know <laughs> if people art school, pay to be there. Art, art school. <laughs> and why Why was Jeffrey Combs doing occult drawings in this art school well, because prior that was to be- this? That was before it was an art school. That was 30 so they, years ago. I think so, they bought the building. Yeah. So they hate comic art. They despise yes. it with a fiery passion. And they chose to build their art school or open their art school in the historic home of a famous comic artist. No, they they the board of directors do not hate comic books. Yvonne DiCarlo does. Right. The, okay. the head the head headmistress, I guess you'd call her, of this school. Nothing the, the thing about this movie is that nothing makes sense. Right. It's just like you just roll with it. Like if you want to pick apart and like find sense, you're gonna hate this movie. Um if you just wanna watch uh, a, a a cool looking monster, which and it does look cool, um yeah. just rip shit up for an hour and ten minutes, then yeah, it's good. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like you're watching it, it's 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 absolutely unapologetically ridiculous. Like in its sense, like. It's such a full moon movie. It is. This is an empire movie, but it is. It has such a full moon sensibility. You really, you can feel the full moon vibes yeah. through this thing, like consistently. Um, and I love that. I've, I've, I've always said I was a huge fan of the '90s full moon, like video, direct to video shit. Yeah. It was, it, it was a delight. Uh, and I still go back to it. I watched Oblivion recently, and I was like, this movie's still fun. Whatever. I have I hadn't seen that forever, and I saw the trailer for it before something the other night, and I was like, "Shit, I got to revisit that. That looks bonkers." <laughs> it it really is. It's it's one of those movies that's like just specifically for people who miss '60s TV. They just mm-hmm. went through and they were like, "Here's George Takei. Here's that <laughs> dude who played Lurch. Here's this, you know, just like like she played Catwoman. This person did this. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it was very, uh, very stunt casted with like people who show up at car shows. But, you know, <laughs> people that I like who show up at car shows. It was cool. Yep. Um, yeah. So you want to start talking about this? Sure. <laughs> this so we, that, so this we begin- movie that's an hour long, basically. Yeah. It is basically an hour long. So we begin with the unnecessary title placard that says 30 years ago, because in a few minutes we're going to get another one that says 30 years later. <laughs> which, which, temporally, that makes me feel very uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah. I don't know where that places us in time. Yeah. So we start we start 30 years ago with with uh, Jeffrey Combs. And, uh, and I love Jeffrey Combs, and I can't wait to see what kind of uh, madcap hijinks he gets into in this movie. Because uh, he's pretty great at getting in, in crazy situations. Uh, oh, yeah. About halfway through, it's when it, where it really picks up for him. Mm-hmm. Yep, His character yep, arc really get, starts getting exciting. Going, uh, and he is drawing a... Uh, no, he doesn't. <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> he is, no, he is he drawing a comic book. He is a comic book artist who is drawing the comic book Cellar Dweller. And uh, when he yep. draws the cool-ass monster holding the girl, all of a sudden that monster is behind him holding a girl. So we're too led to believe that what he draws comes to life. Um, probably because he has a big satanic tome with him. I mean, that might be the reason. We're never told. We're never told the reason for any of this. No, no, He's just no, like, no. And, and I love, I love too how sloppy the, um, the comic drawing is. Like, the drawings are great. Yes. And then when you see him drawing it, he's just, like, all over the place with a pen, left and right. But it's not adding any lines or anything to the pages. <laughs> like, it's just ghost writing. And then once he finishes I... the drawing, he's like, okay, now to find a word balloon. It's just like, this, <laughs> these people did not research at all what it's like to <laughs> write a comic book. <laughs> oh, nobody pencils nobody anything Nobody pencils anything. Everybody does everything Everybody's just going straight, <laughs> straight to ink. Everything no is outlines. just, like, ink instantly. Got... And also... There's this one of my favorite like stupid continuity mm-hmm. moments is like when she goes in and she's like, oh, famous artist who I idolize more than anybody. And she sweeps all of his supplies into the trash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were all of his bottles of ink that, of course, he used when he was inking with a pen that was not a nib pen. It was just a straight up marker. <laughs> it's like, Dude. Oh. Can we even see her using one of those metal tip pens later on that would scratch up the whole damn page <laughs> yeah um so yeah so um but yeah so he's got this fine looking art then he's got to figure out what the word bubble is um why he wouldn't know what the word bubble would be prior is ridiculous he's so he, you he's, know who you know who does stuff like that who? rob liefeld oh yeah <laughs> that is a that is a legit rob liefeld move he doesn't know like that's a that's one of those marvel things where they're like 
you know what? We're going to draw really exciting shit. Here's where the bubble goes. Figure out what goes in the bubble. <laughs> like I, Fabian, poor Fabian Nicesa has to fill in these bubbles for Rob Liefeld and just be like, I don't know. I guess, I guess he says arg here. And, uh, and make sure the speech bubble covers his feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please cover the feet. Um. So yeah, so... Jeffrey Coombs is drawing this monster that comes to life, and it comes to life apparently because he got the word bubble from his satanic giant Necronomicon-looking thing. And um, then he freaks out, runs upstairs, and grabs a, a handy nice axe off the axe rack on the wall, which every house has. Um, that is an awesome axe, by the way. I know. You've got one, too. I've got one, too. I mean, all of us have nice ass ra- axe racks in our house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. So hopefully once this COVID shit's over, I can come back and admire your sweet axe again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know I did actually have an axe hanging from the wall in the store at one point. <laughs> uh, shop, is that a shoplifting deterrent? Uh, I, maybe it was sent to us by Valiant for the Eternal Warrior series <laughs> so we had like a legit axe that was like laser engraved with the uh, Eternal Warrior logo Valiant loved to give us weird garbage but uh, that, was a, that was a particularly exciting piece of garbage so, uh, so yeah, he grabs his axe and he um, runs downstairs. And I forgot what happens here. He uh, something oh. happens. Uh, they get in a tussle and it knocks over his uh, I don't know gasoline, which well, uh, <laughs> lights everything uh, on damn fire. Okay, so so he's basically like, you know, you get the big the big monster with the sigil on his chest, blah blah blah. It keeps like sort of like materializing a little bit, and then it shows up, and then he's like. He sees it killing a random woman that, like, the woman materializes as well. Yeah. So it's not like he, the woman was there and then the monster was there. I don't understand how that works because so far in the, the rest of the movie, it's like victims are in the house <laughs> and then the monster comes to them. But whatever. Because I think he drew, uh, the, I think he drew and, the victim in his picture. I right. Thought, which, yeah. So he, yeah, he, I guess so, he summoned up monster and victim. Yep, and so he does that, and then he runs away, and then he does this thing where he's just so slowly going back down. Like, when he gets the axe, he's like, okay, I'm going to go down the stairs, okay. (laughs) Slowly, slowly, slowly. He's just (laughs) killing time, killing time. Um, And then I think he's... He's like, oh, I know what this is. I must have. I clearly summoned this monster. So he's like, he grabs his lighter and he lights one of the pages on That's fire. Right. And he's like, aha, this is this is why you're alive. And I'm going to kill you by burning this page. Uh, and then somehow that sets his studio on fire. And I don't yeah, really. He gets in a tussle. I think he knocks over the flammable liquid. Uh, it also knocks his uh, ghoulie book into the chest, which gets locked. <laughs> yes. And um Despite and and then uh, despite this house that we're told later on is a hundred miles from anywhere with no phones or no anything, um, the fire I guess puts itself out because the house doesn't burn completely down by any means. No. Uh, it, it doesn't even burn down barely at all. I mean the basement's still structurally sound. His treasure chest didn't burn up. Like no, everything's fine. It's all it's magic fire. The whole thing is all oh, magic. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, totally. And uh, so, yeah. It makes as much sense as the big ghoulie and all the other crap. <laughs> so, uh, after that happens, um, that's pretty much the end of our 30 years ago. So then we get the. Yeah, that's our that's our cold yeah, open. Then we get the 30 years later, which still just cracks me up that we get a before and after <laughs> time limit subtitle. Yes. Um, Again, to me, in my math, that's 90 years. But I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. <laughs> 
I don't understand how your head's working here. <laughs> it seems clear as day to me. It was 30 years ago. Now it's 30 years future. <sighs> I don't know. I, I got no idea. Oh, or you're thinking of... Never I'm mind. thinking it's 60 years. You, so you're, so you're, you're, it you're, putting, at, you're putting an extra present time sticker in there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so present time. It's 30 years ago. Now it's 30 years later from the time that they started the movie. So I'm thinking that it's a 60 year time frame. Okay, no, I it guess is 30. it is not. It is, it is 30. 30. <laughs> and that's where we meet our star, uh, Whitney. Whitney. Whitney is uh, obsessed with um, horror comics which is cool. I can respect that. And she's going to yeah. this secret art college. I don't know. It's, a secret. it's called Throckmorton Hall. And it's a art college that is a just a small house um, where this monster stuff took place in the middle of nowhere. And uh, yes, <laughs> there's some banter of the cabbie. It's kind of funny. Uh, he's he's the our doomsayer for the movie. Oh, yep. Weird things happen out he, here. Yeah. People say, stay clear. I wouldn't, uh, yeah, you should stay clear here. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so she drops her off and she gets there and meets uh, Yvonne DiCarlo, who is the headmistress at this art college. And they have a kind of a checkered past because she hates pop art and she went to one of her seminars. Uh, Whitney went to uh, DiCarlo's yes. seminar and heckled her from the front row, I guess. Because the seminar was something uh, about how pop art is trash or something compared yeah, to that. Something like that. She's not very happy that a comic book artist is in her mansion because it's all respected mm -hmm. um, people like a girl with a camcorder, a girl that pops balloons with dolls, and a guy that and finger paints. a paints, private investigator. And a pulp author, a pulp detective author. <laughs> What kind of freaking art school is this where these people are all together in a know. house with no... I like the shrieking lady. Oh, yeah. She's my favorite character. The house has no phones, no connection to the outside yep. world. I mean, that seems safe if you had a fire or something, which you know oh, yeah. what's happened before. <laughs> but um, but clearly those things just burn out. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's magic fire. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Institute has no phone or television. Yep. But... They have someone, they have their lady who does a video Veritas uh, program with her VHS camera. And she is just recording exactly what happens and not changing anything. And that is Veritas. Yeah. So that's how she's getting through. <laughs> that's that's her art project. I keep hearing weird and clicking. So are, your, are your cables hitting together from your three head? No, nothing on my side. Oh, really? Weird. Okay. No. Maybe it's not picking nothing up. Over Maybe here. it's just uh, my headsets. Could just be your headset. Yeah. I got nothing. Well, we'll no. see when we play it back. Um, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, okay, yes. keep going. Oh, uh, so uh, we find out that the room where Childress was uh, was killed is off limits and no one can go there. Um, but she goes in anyway and she finds a naked lady and a zombie's trying to kill her. And oh, there's all sorts of exciting things. going. No, nah, just kidding. She was daydreaming. Yep. So none of that stuff was real. Blah, blah, blah. It's, and so now we know it's going to be one of these where you don't trust any scene that happens. You're like, okay. So we walk into a room. Did we really walk into this room? Oh, okay. There's a person there. Did this really happen? Fuck. Yeah. You know, I hate those where you're it's, like, if you get set up with that daydream shit right off the bat, she wasn't even asleep and that happened. No, she just told so where the now, basement was. So now we know that every time something happens near nighttime, it's going to be a dream. And it is almost every time. Blark. <laughs> Hate that. But um, 
So she does go. She actually goes into the room this time after the daydream. And uh, it's all moody and stormy out. And and then our comic relief guy shows up and shows his crappy art. And he's insufferable. Phil, and, uh, yeah. and But she's cool because she's got lots of Empire picture, oh, pictures, posters mm. on her wall. That's how you know she's awesome. A, bi- a big complaint I have here is how shitty the artists are. Like, they didn't try to, like, flesh them. No. They didn't try to flesh them out at all. They're like, this is Philip. He paints abstracts. His abstracts totally look like a kindergarten finger painting. Like, it, 100%. it doesn't even look like one of those kind of... He makes a joke about it being finger paintings. Yeah. But it is. It is. That's all that's it is. All it is. looks like finger paintings. Yep. I mean, because that's what they did. They had someone do a finger painting yeah. as opposed to literally hiring an artist who did something cool that looks maybe a little like a finger mm-hmm. painting. Uh, and then the other person, the performance artist, she's just like <laughs> dancing around in spandex with some corny aerobics music, like popping balloons that are set up like a dart set the carnival game. It's just like, that's a death knell. It symbolizes our like connection to death. It's just like, you're not even trying to sound deep or you're not even like trying to make this person do something neat. She wasn't even, I was bummed out because clearly they were going for a joke for this whole thing to be like, ah, look at how dumb art is. Mm -hmm. But then they just like gave her nothing to work with. They didn't make it complicated or weird. You know, it wasn't like bust of the Virgin Mary and she covers it with peanut butter and crumbles crackers on it and then dips it in chocolate milk and throws it through the window. It's like just a really basic weird thing. And, but she did have one joke when she did her performance piece that killed me. I did like it. And it was a quick cut. It was really well done. It was like, blah, blah, blah. Death is sad. (laughs) Okay, you got me. (laughs) When they cut directly to her in the middle of her performance, and she just says, death is sad. (laughs) I was like, yep, that's pretty good. So we learn that um, there's a rival art student there named Amanda. And we get this quick backstory about her and Whitney. They're rivaling. And uh, Yvonne DiCarlo kind of wants to have her sabotage Whitney. Yeah. And how exactly this part works out is still confusing to me after two watches. It's um, so confusing. Carla's like, I, I have a video project I want to commission you for. And so she goes and spies with her camcorder through the basement window, watching Whitney draw. And then later on, she sneaks in there and steals a comic book and a paper and what goes to her room and tries to draw the same thing to accuse yeah. her of fraud. Uh, it's it's so confusing. I mean, none of it makes sense because she goes in and she's like, hey, I'm going to frame you. I'm going to say, look at you. You're you're copying other people's artwork. You know, the thing that people do in art school, yeah. like when you she didn't claim it was her own yet, even if she like she had yet if she'd put it into a like into some sort of exhibit and said, look at my art. And then she said, "Aha, I have this video proving that she plagiarized it. That's one thing. But if she's practicing and like, even though it just doesn't work, yeah, none of it works as like, it's not, it's not getting her in any way. Like nothing makes sense. Yeah. It's, I think that was her whole goal was she was, you gonna... are allowed to copy artwork when you're practicing. Like, so you can, yeah. You're practicing. You're trying to look like Childress and like she's trying to imitate his style. Even if that was what she was doing, it's okay. That's it, the problem with And if that. she was just copying that page onto another one with her name on it, wouldn't Whitney just be like, I didn't do that. <laughs> like, um, I didn't even I mean, draw that. I didn't submit that. Right. I didn't try to do anything with it. Like, 
I would just say that's not mine. Like, I, you got yep. me. I, very, very loose, loose full moon logic in this movie. Um, so they do a they do a little a little group critique here to uh, to look at each other's work and you know it's you know they they're trying to do the like art criticism is stupid card here but they don't have any clever retorts or anything there's nothing that's like they're not making any funny funny bun mots here or any anything it's just nonsense uh, but then something unexpected does happen uh, in the middle of this art criticism. Uh, a guy with a gun breaks in and says that he's going to kill them all if uh, or kill this one woman if he doesn't get their shitty art. He and, really wants those finger paintings. <laughs> and he puts a 357 Magnum bullet through the <laughs> through the wall, through a, a, a vase. vase. He destroyed art. And then... <laughs> He destroyed some art, and then we learn, oh, it's fine. This is just a bit that he does because he's a performance artist. Just kidding. He's not. He's writing a book. He's an ex-detective, um, too. He's a, pro a former detective who is now the next Raymond yeah. Chandler. So writing the, uh, I don't know, like, I'm, right. I'm thinking like the Mickey Splane kind of shit yes, there. That's, that's, Sometimes yeah, he gets stuck Mickey on Spillane. scene, so he just puts a loaded gun to our head. It's, I just <laughs> play along. I consider it an exercise. Like, Do you? Do you? Yeah. <laughs> and she knows she knows too much about this 357 Magnum. She's like, oh, well, if you shot one bullet, then the ma then it's empty because a 357 holds one bullet or some. She that says something scene makes that no is sense either. Like, I guess so I guess confusing. she saw the barrel and could tell it was empty. Maybe. Oh, maybe that was like, it. that's a stretch. But yeah, her her, yeah. her her dialogue there is just like she. I wish she would say that like. I'm looking right now at your barrel and I don't see any bullets. You know what I mean? She doesn't say that though. She's just like, that's a 357 Magnum. It only holds six bullets and you fired one. That gun's not loaded. What? <laughs> that's what she said. Yeah, that's exactly verbatim. <laughs> that math does not check out. Six bullets minus one equals, uh, it's, it's something, but it's not zero. I guarantee it's you. It's almost that. like a, she should have like an animal house subtitle after this movie. It's like five years later, she died being a smart ass in a bank robbery. <laughs> She forgot to count the bullets. The robber, oh. robber comes in. She's like, you just fired three shots into the sky. That's got a 15-bullet clip. You're out of bullets. <laughs> she was shot 10 yes. times. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. So the bitchy video lady, Amanda, makes fun of our, our hero Whitney's artwork. And is like, aren't you a little young to be doing comic books or cartoons or whatever she says? And like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird bitchiness in this movie that seems out of place, but whatever, they need it for drama. So yeah, it brings a lot of drama to the table. I'm really <laughs> invested in these characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. And so the POV monster attacks the house and you see Coombs being attacked by the monster and guess what? It's all a dream again. <laughs> this movie just keeps lying to you and hoping that you're going to believe it later when the monster shows up. Yeah. And you know what? It's cried wolf too many times. I don't believe any of the scenes in this movie. Yeah, we also see the so, same um, monster POV shaking to the front of the house like four different times. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, they. there's so much conservation going on in this movie. They reuse 
lots and lots of shots. I mean, there's a reason that this movie is all but forgotten and like buried. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, this is a hard movie to find. And it has been since the nineties. I mean, I remember we had it at Videoport and then uh, Bill sold it. And I was like, I want to see that dumb movie again. It had Jeffrey Combs in it. I remember (laughs) it. And, uh, and I could not find a copy to save my life for like 10 years. So it's, I mean, it's just not very good, (laughs) but it obviously it holds a special place in my heart because it's about a horror comic artist and it's got Jeffrey Combs in it and it's a full moon movie and I'm probably going to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) because I hate myself. I don't know. Um, So uh, she wakes up, puts on her revealing nightdress. And then she realizes that the screaming was not in her dream. It was real screaming. Oh, my God. It's, she goes outside and finds one of the other artist ladies standing in the in the driveway, screaming into the forest. And apparently she does this on the nightly. And everybody's just lived there long enough that they just get used to it. And it doesn't wake them up. Because if you sleep with loud noises every night, like, you eventually don't hear them. Yep. Yeah, you would, n- you would never you would get never get woken up again. That. Yep. No. So she just it's like, did you hear your alarm go off every like, night? I've heard my alarm go off like every morning for like ever. Like it doesn't do it anymore. It doesn't work anymore. Like that's not it how it do works. it for me, man. <laughs> I've built up a resistance. Yeah, built up a tolerance to that performance artist screams. It just doesn't wake me up oh at all. Oh my god. And so she accepts that this is a normal behavior and then goes out and hangs out with the screaming lady. Tells her the story of why Amanda hates her. They went to art school. She was getting too much attention, so Amanda was jealous. And then they go back to bed, but on the way, there's a legit noise that both of them hear coming from Childress's blocked-off room. Yeah. Uh, and the other lady just pretty much is like... Oh, know. that's Childress' ghost. Yeah, she makes a that joke way. about... That's, everybody Everybody hears these sounds, and they just ignore them, like the lady screaming in the driveway mm-hmm. and everything else. They're just like, you know what? This is just part of art school, man. We're weird in art school. You get used to this kind of thing. Um, so, yes. Whitney goes back down into the room again. But again, you know, we can't trust any of these scenes because everything looks like a dream. But this time's actually real. Uh, but this time it is real. Uh, she finds a lighter on the floor, which I assume is the lighter that he set himself on fire with, basically, uh, and uses it to look around in the dark. Uh, she gets scared by the comic relief again. Um, and she says she doesn't believe the story that that Childress is a murderer. She doesn't. Uh, she wants to prove that he was murdered and that you know he was wronged in the press and blah blah blah. So she breaks into this trunk that has an evil book in it, and our comic relief is actually the voice of reason here. He's like, hey, you know, there's a book and the pages are stuck together with blood, and I don't think maybe we should be reading it. <laughs> you know what? Room. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe don't read the Satan book that's bound together with human blood in the murder room. I'm just, I'm a weirdo like that. Um, but she does anyway. Uh, she goes and uh, after she's done with dealing with her murder books and everything, she goes and talks to the headmistress, lady in charge, whatever. And she says that she wants to move into the cellar. She wants to dwell in said cellar, if you will. I don't understand why that cellar has been off limits 
for 30 years. I don't either. It's been, that's, nobody's touched that cellar there in that house for like 30 you've years. you never wanted to store your skis or exactly. something? It's like, it's just, or have more, has, or have, or even she said, like, I'll go down and work in the cellar. Somebody else can take my room. Like, you yeah. could have more students then. <laughs> yeah. The space has is anybody there. looked at the boiler in yeah. 30 has years? Has anybody inspected the furnace at all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, you did have a massive fire here. You might want to check, check the, the structural integrity, in too. <laughs> I had yeah, uh, all of the support I, beams are burned out. I lived in an apartment like that, that there was a basement fire in Portland. It, it's torn down now. It's It was the one right next to Dora Pizza Villa, uh, giant building. That, ba- oh, that wow. basement had a fire there, and they had support beams that were just black right in the middle, like completely torched out. All the floors in that place were sinking and they were bowed. <laughs> so it's not surprising to me that it is torn down. <laughs> oh my now. God. When I was working, when I was working for Videoport, there was a place on, uh, on spring street that I used to go mm-hmm. and they were always like, there were like weird notes about it. Every time you'd go, they'd be like, careful of the fifth stair and this <laughs> oh, thing. Geez. And then like, you know, don't stand on the landing too long and don't put your weight on the, on anything and don't move to like the side the and don't shake. To the right. yeah. yeah. Don't run up the stairs cause they'll collapse. Oh, and it was like these, all of these notes, I was like, this is really sketching me out. And then like, I don't know, two years later, they it like collapsed. Oh, yep. They tore the place down. <laughs> and I was like, man, that was, I'm glad that it didn't happen with a bunch of people in it because yeah. they were really, they had a lot of faith in that very poorly constructed <laughs> building. Hey, I wrote a note. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, was note. a note. I told you not to run up the stairs or the building will collapse on all of us. Step, kill you never step on the sixth step here. of the second flight. <laughs> this is your fault. <laughs> That's where the badger lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so she does get to move into this awesome basement, and the basement is really cool. I would want to move into this basement. She she cleans it up a little bit. Her her dusting technique leaves a little bit to be desired, but um, this this was a perfect opportunity for a movie to have a pop song show up and play while she's doing her montage because we get a montage and instead of a pop song this movie chose to play free jazz it's great (laughs) i love it like what what (laughs) you know in your little pop fun horror movie what are the kids gonna want are they gonna want like a rock song or a rap song what they're gonna want they're gonna want free jazz. Get Ornette Coleman it's, on the it's horn. Not, it's get... not even like Coleman stuff though. It's like it's like elevator music <laughs> yeah, jazz. It so it's like free jazz, but elevator mellower but style. Right. Oh, it's <laughs> free elevator jazz, which is which is kind of like a, uh, I need to uh, weather channel jazz. Exactly. If you were watching the Weather Channel back in the day when it was just nothing but text on the screen, <laughs> you know, nothing but just weather. Time graphics. for your weather on the eight. <laughs> I heard Bella Fleck on there once, oh. and I was like, oh, that's what Weather Channel jazz is, <laughs> Bella Fleck. Um, so, yes. So all of these, uh, all of his stuff is based on EC Comics stuff. <laughs> you get the the logo and the the boxing of the, like, the, the trade dress of the book is straight up EC Comics, big red borders. It's even called an international comic instead of an entertaining comic. So in the little logo is almost identical. It's cool. Uh, there's a massive mural of one of his books on the uh, <laughs> up there. Yep. 
like on the wall and then a couple of little covers. It, it's a really cool looking. Yeah, movie. I really no, dig it. And um, oh, <laughs> go on. Oh, you go on. I was just going to keep. OK, so the comic relief does restoration to the mural here, yeah. which I would never have let him do. That's terrible. He's apparently but, good at that. But apparently he is good at that. So maybe he should try using a brush more often instead of his damn monkey fingers. <laughs> apparently. So this is maybe the worst part or the funniest part of the movie. This this cracked me up when she started. She was like, she opens up the, the Satan book and she's reading and she's like, Oh my god, I found this is like if a two-year-old was going to describe to you the scariest thing that they could imagine. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, oh, I got it. I've got the greatest idea for a comic book. It's really scary because it's a combo monster. He's like part werewolf, part ghost, part vampire. He's part mummy, part demon, part ghoulie. He's part... <laughs> part your mommy being mad at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's part broccoli. Um, and so... And he wants really to eat like, your warm brains. <laughs> Let's eat your still warm brains. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was the deal, and uh, it reminded me of. Do you remember? Speaking of comics, yeah. do you remember those ads on the back of '90s comics for the Combo Man, where it was a bunch of Marvel characters jammed together oh, for yeah. combos? Yes. I was like, that's all I could think when they were describing this. I was like, oh, he's got like a mummy leg and he's got like a like vampire mouth, but like werewolf forehead and like he's got a chud arm. And a Dracula cape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. Uh, if only. Yeah. If only. So she came up with a cool uh, monster. <laughs> the ultimate monster, she says. Oh. It is the ultimate monster. <laughs> which is what I refer to as the low carb energy drink monster energy. <laughs> the ultimate monster. The ultimate. Uh, she starts sketching with ink as always. <laughs> and, uh, and right. She doesn't own a pencil. In, she doesn't own a pencil directly in her line of sight. Like looking where she, if she looked up even slightly, she would see the only light source in this entire room. Being blocked out by a moving shadow window. of somebody with a camcorder. The likelihood that she would not notice this woman in the window is zero, is zero, but she doesn't. And so she's recording her for this, this gag, whatever it is that goes nowhere. Um, so whatever, she doesn't notice it. And, uh, so then we follow Amanda back to her room with the camcorder and she's like watching the footage and then starts making her own footage. And she's like, Whitney is a fraud. I'm going to prove it with this video. It's like, all you did was shoot her drawing original art. <laughs> what is that video going to prove? I don't. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was hoping you might understand this a little better than I did. I couldn't figure out what the uh, I knew she was trying to frame her for stealing art. But she, why did Amanda have the comic book there? She was, so she was copying what Whitney was drawing. So she was watching with the video yep. so she could replicate the art that Whitney was drawing and say that she stole it or that she, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. It doesn't make any sense. Like, 
And then it's like, if you were, I, at first I thought she was going to copy what she drew in the video and then be like, I drew this. How would she know it if she never saw it? Because I drew yeah, it. That's, that's what I assume. But then you're like, well. she's not an artist like that. She, why, she, why would she be drawing horror comics? It's not like in her wheelhouse. Like she's a videographer right. now. <laughs> like, yeah. So that part and would make any sense. It, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So here's what, here's what I think they were trying to do. I'm going to make this up. Mm-hmm. I think that she took the comic and she drew something that looked exactly like the cover of the comic. Yep. So she plagiarized the comic. Amanda did. Yep. And then watched Whitney sign her piece so that she could see what her signature looked oh, like. Oh, okay. And so she signed Whitney's name to it saying, hey, look at this. She was trying to plagiarize this cover that she found. Well, again, and like I was saying earlier, if she was confronted with that evidence, she could just be like, I didn't draw that. <laughs> so it's like I'm not trying to pass off any art. It wasn't even me. <laughs> I'm, right. I mean, she. there's no reason for this other woman to have the art, so passing it off doesn't make any sense. Yep. And also, again, it's not It's not a crime or even, even a faux pas to mimic artwork. It, it's literally how you learn. I mean, I, I don't know. Unless it was going to... Unless she had put it into a show and claimed it was her own piece. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were a lot of, <laughs> yeah, I don't, whatever. whatever. It's a bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad um, movie. <laughs> anyway, she draws the monster. Uh, Whitney, Whitney draws the monster, killing and, Amanda. And, and she keeps hearing the monster's breath and all that stuff. And then the monster appears just after she leaves. Oh no. So, I don't so Amanda goes into her room to do something. We don't, I don't really know what it was. I guess she stole that art, whatever, who knows. But the PI is writing down everything that she says. <laughs> so our, our weird, our weird detective guy is like hanging out at the doorway, listening to everything she says, writing it in a little notebook and being like, aha, I was suspicious all along. I knew something was about to happen. So I'm going to write this all down. And then something does happen. So he was, I guess his intuition was right. I guess a writer and a painter is the same kind of art that go to the same school. There's not even a teacher at this school. (laughs) Is he? I mean, he is writing, but I mean, he also is doing performance art by putting a gun to people's heads and shooting. They didn't say that was his art wall. though. They just said when he gets stuck in a page or stuck in a scene, he goes and acts it out to get like inspiration. So it wasn't even like that's part of his performance, but why would huh. I just, I'm done. He must've been game. too violent for any of the, any of the writing programs. <laughs> and they had to drop him in one of these art, art schools. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. So, uh, okay, so Amanda so, gets killed by the monster. Yes, after Whitney and Amanda argue. Yep. And our PI has written down their argument. Yep. And then we go to the um, performance art showcase, right? Yes. Yep, where we get, um, I don't remember her name, but her big deal is uh, she's going to dance a lot <laughs> to aerobics music yes. while popping balloons. I think I've said all this already. With baby dolls yeah. nailed to the wall and then throwing the baby dolls in the air. And... Uh, so when she's doing this, our detective character goes and sneaks into uh, Amanda's room. Oh wait, no. So we haven't we haven't killed Amanda yet. So that that's actually later. I did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so 
uh, Whitney does another page. She's satisfied that she's done one drawing and she goes to sleep and she goes, the, the monster goes and eats Amanda basically. Like as she's talking about it, she sees the monster in the videotape. She's recording her plagiarism thing and, and the monster just straight up eats her, which is maybe the same footage each time. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It feels like they reuse the footage of the monster eating people oh. every time somebody dies. I'm, I don't know if they so much reused it, but I think it was from the same session. I think they just did a long right. session of monster eating the fake flesh yeah. and then just kept using that same. Yeah, just kept um, cutting back to it. It looks cool. <laughs> it, looks, yeah, it, it looks and it sounds is. cool. It yeah. is definitely the same thing each time, but it is, yeah. yeah, it does look cool. Except for the one um, time where the monster sucks in the eyeball. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That was definitely different. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the monster has those vacant, like, puppet eyes, mm -hmm. so it's, like, lost in the uncanny valley kind of stuff, and he's just kind of looking off into the distance, <laughs> so he just looks kind of like he's sad about eating, or, <laughs> I don't know, he's, or bored, I don't know. Either way, we get flashes of portraits of the rest of the cast, so now we know that they're all in danger. Um, the comic relief wakes Whitney up to go to breakfast, and the house mother goes to the room, and she finds out that all of this stuff that Amanda did, we saw Amanda do, like she drew no doorknob when she tried to escape. Oh yeah. Now there's no doorknob. I was forgetting there. all that funny stuff. Uh, and she and she yeah, drew the so, banana peel. I love I love the cartoon. That was amazing. Yeah, I love the cartoon sound effects too when that happens. Like when the doorknob goes away, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did not they did not skimp on the the cheesy sound effects for this. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, Amanda but gets attacked now, by... Yep, okay, go. Now, this is the important part. This is the story of the P.I. that when the P.I. regales everybody with the story of industrial espionage at the flea collar no. factory. <laughs> I was chasing this dog for weeks and then we needed to know the formula for... The <laughs> I gotta get the secret Nothing dog food formula from this dog food company. But then when I got there, the dog food formula was in code. It was useless to me. I spent I spent my time chasing a Dalmatian across three states. Ah! <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, that for was that. very funny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So already RPI mentions that he suspects uh, that Whitney murdered Amanda. This early. Yeah. Like he's like he's already on to her. Uh, he goes to his typewriter and drinks whiskey while writing his cheesy Mickey Spillane dialogue. And uh, it's so bad too. It's just like the tension between them was so thick you could cut it with a knife. But could she really be capable of murder? It's just like, yeah, it's deep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good You're stuff. You're a great writer. <laughs> Maybe he hasn't shot anybody lately. Yeah. That's how he gets. That's how he gets into the into the headspace he needs to be to write these these kinds of amazing books. Um. Yeah, this and now we get to uh, Lisa doing her awful performance art. Yeah. <laughs> I want, I want more of the detective least... writing with like really shitty metaphors. Like the floor is covered in blood. It was very slippery, like ice. <laughs> it's such an it's such an easy like you could Garth Marenghi that character yes. and make this a fun movie yep. where you cut back to him writing the story of what's going on and he's like just doing that kind of shitty really really bad writing and it would be funny as hell like there's so much stuff you could do with that and they they just let it go 
Like, the air like was so thick. many things in this movie. Like I poured too much water on the rocks in the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because genius. So he could keep congratulating himself. Yeah, it would be funny. But they didn't do any of that. They just trudged forward with this dumb writing. And... So, yeah, yeah. So we go to the performance art piece with the dolls and the balloons. And he sneaks away during that to go investigate Amanda's room to find clues. So he stealthily puts on gloves so he doesn't leave fingerprints, but then uh, smokes a cigarette and flicks his damn ashes everywhere. Smokes a cigar, a cigar that's in right. the room. You'd never know if somebody came into your room smoking a cigar, right? There's only one guy that smokes a cigar in the entire building. And he just smokes a cigar the entire time he's down there. And he's holding her paper artwork and like letting ash yep. drop yeah, yeah, yeah. onto it. <laughs> I couldn't tell if that was a joke or if that was just just the way that they were making this movie. Yeah, it's tough, but that's how it goes. Yep. Um, and so he's like, "Aha! I've got I've got everything I need." I'm, and now he goes to Amanda's room and he's like, "Hmm. Okay. So Amanda was going to blackmail her or whatever." And he's like, "I've pulled all the pieces together. Nothing can stop me now." And <laughs> the monster appears behind him bonk and just knocks his head clean off and this is like the with, this is like the only kill we see on screen too i yeah. think and it's great it's definitely my favorite kill. oh yeah <laughs> and it's a great gory where you watch his head fly off his shoulder fly across the room hit the hit the wall hit the door yep good stuff yep. <laughs> um and so whitney now confronts the house mother uh this is the scene where uh she's like okay, there's somebody missing and Mickey Spillane guy is missing. What's going on? Uh, you know, she's like, something, something's happening. And she's and the house mother's like, nothing's happening. Shut up. I don't care. And so she's too upset to work. So Whitney and comic relief guy go for a walk. And uh, meanwhile, our hot blonde lady does aerobics, the lady who is doing the performance art piece. And well, she's got to get sweaty for that shower scene. She does, <laughs> she does. And she also sticks up for, for our, our main character mm-hmm. and yells at the house mother and is like super, super aggro. Um, <laughs> when Whitney comes back, her page has magically materialized. Uh, she didn't draw it and she says she's never seen it before. Yep. Cue our necessary shower scene. I love to uh, the shower scene because I like shower scenes. And uh, but then she, well, she, yeah. she hears a noise or whatnot, and she thinks it's Philip messing with her. So she turns the shower off and she reaches for her towel, and there's no towel. And she's like, "Oh come on, kid!" And she's like, "Okay, ready or not, here I come." And then she just gets out of the shower naked and starts walking through the house like <laughs> with no regard. Now there's a punishment to that young man. Yeah, exactly. That'll teach him. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. That'll learn Here him. Here I come, all naked. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so this is, we get her reading out of her out of her Satan book, and she's saying things that, I don't know. I guess they thought meant something or would be of some use, but it didn't mean anything. Uh, Nothing in hell exists without man's consent. Don't give the beast form. And uh, and Whitney's like, oh, no, I've given the beast form because I drew it. It's my fault. He's this monster is now killing people. Uh, and and she's she sees a page magically appear. Uh, the page has Lisa taking a shower and being murdered by the monster. 
she and Comic Relief run to the room to try and stop this from happening, and they see the monster who has already eaten Lisa. And I love Philip here. He's just like, oh, we're out of here. <laughs> He's not... <laughs> yeah, he, smart move. Yeah. So far, Comic Relief has had the best ideas of the movie. But at the same time, he doesn't seem very shocked by the monster at all. He's like, oh, shit, uh, let's go. Like, it's just like, yep. not like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> He'd be so freaked out if he saw that thing. Yeah, he <laughs> he approaches it like he walked into the room where two people were having yep, sex. Like, He's like, oh, geez. oh, sorry. <laughs> Back in five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, no, no he's, not, he's not phased by much. Um, so they, they go to the basement and she's having a total, total breakdown. She's like, Oh no, the monster's been eating our creative energy and also people. (laughs) And, uh, and she's like, I'm going to burn the pages. But then a monster hand comes up and smacks her to the (laughs) ground, which was my, wow. That was a great scene. Uh, she goes unconscious for some unknown amount of time. And when she wakes up, Philip, our comic relief guy, is missing. Uh, this this was great, though. This is the... She goes to talk to Yvonne Craig. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I don't believe in your crazy monster story. Whatever. This is stupid. Uh, would you like some tea? I'll go get you some tea. Oh, I changed my and mind. The- I like comic books now. <laughs> Jeez, that's all about that part. <laughs> She's like... I've been going through a lot of changes lately and changes into the monster, which actually was pretty cool. Yep. And the transformation thing was nice. Yeah, it was good. I I really enjoyed that. Um, Monster grabs Whitney, drags her into the cellar. um, And the story of this abduction is being drawn as she's living it. She keeps throwing shit at the monster. She's like grabbing stuff off the rack and throwing it at him and it's breaking everywhere and it's not doing anything. The monster's just laughing at her until she picks up a bottle of not white out because I guess that was a name brand and you can't use that. It was like out white or something like that. <laughs> Mistake. She hits him, <laughs> yeah, whatever it yeah. was. She hits him with that and it bounces off and smashes on the table. And goes all over the picture. I love, too, that the, the whiteout was the size of your standard whiteout jar. But when it hit the paper and splattered, it was like you dumped a whole gallon of milk on that thing. Oh, yeah. Like, both pa- there are two pages on the on the table, and they were both just completely covered. And it looked like it was an inch thick, too. Like, an inch yeah. thick of white goop. Like... No, she's, it was called White Off. White Off. White Off. Um, Totally and different. So the monster, the monster disappears. So she's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna dump it all over," um, and then she's like, "Okay, I know what I can do. I can fix all of this. This I can wrap this monster's episode up really quick. All I need to do is draw all my friends back to life." And so she starts drawing. This was the decision that I found odd. Instead of just not drawing the monster at all. <laughs> she chooses to draw the monster chain to the wall. Yep. Um, I feel like that is flirting with disaster. Well, she draws Philip back first because she's like, okay, Philip's gone. So yeah, she draws the monster chain to the wall and then she draws Philip uh, popping out of the comic book and punching the monster. Like everything's out of sequence too. She's just like, yeah, the right. monster's chained to the wall. Now Philip's punching the monster. Uh, now Philip's hopping out of the comic book. Now it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I think there was something that went wrong. Here. Oh, there's a lot of things. I that feel went wrong like here. 
Well, <laughs> nothing in this ending makes sense here. <laughs> this, I mean, definitely something went wrong. Yeah. But I think that this, yeah, this whole thing was like there was something filmed and then lost yep. somehow. So it either looked so bad or, or literally like they destroyed it mm-hmm. somehow. Maybe they got white off on it or something. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Philip's back. She draws Philip back to life, and uh, the monster's chained up. And then she, like you were saying, yeah, she learns she can draw everybody else back to life, uh, which she does. And then she, what, decides to destroy the monster, so she starts burning the comic book pages. Here's a scene I don't understand. So yeah. she's burning the comic book pages, which is burning the monster. But then all of a sudden, this drawing of Philip just appears in the trash can and starts burning. Don't know. Which starts lighting Philip on fire, basically. Uh, yep. With our trademark Charles Band green swirly smoke before they catch <laughs> on fire. And, uh, yep. and then everybody else's picture just starts popping into the trash can. And starts burning. So everybody's just instantly brought back, I guess, and killed instantly again. But um, why is she so concerned about it? Can't she just draw another Philip? Like after that happened, like she's so distraught that she burnt Philip alive. But it's like um, just draw him again. Yeah, I mean <laughs> now that the monster's dead, you can just draw him and not draw the monster yeah. this time. That would be that would be the smart move. I was confused by that as well. <laughs> Um, what I was really confused by for this whole thing was this little line of dialogue when Philip comes back. Uh, he's like, oh, you know, don't think that you owe me anything, but you know what? You owe me the biggest kiss and a real one, like a real kiss. And he runs over and he's like, and she's like, hover hand, not going to kiss you, <laughs> not going to hug you. And he's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That kind of kiss. And it's, <laughs> she didn't kiss I, you, buddy. I guess I missed Bye. that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was rough. Um, but, yep, so he doesn't get kissed. <laughs> I am, I imagine that she amended the <laughs> the script a little yeah. bit. She's like, nope, that's not going to happen. His mouth is uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yep, so... I don't know. And then how, the monster comes back, I guess, anyway. The monster comes back anyway and says, wherever there's imagination, I will dwell. <laughs> and kills her. Yeah, and kills her. Like, <laughs> this movie, I think, is Charles Band's attempt at doing Hellraiser. Uh, and not a very good attempt. It's... I, again, like, like I described it earlier, it's unapologetically ridiculous. It's just like, this happens. Why? Who cares? Right. <laughs> Nothing it's, is explained at all. True. It's it's unapologetically bad. <laughs> but it's so fast and it's so ridiculous and the monster looks so fun that you don't really realize how bad it is when you're watching it. It's not so it's, it's a that, giant satanic ghoul. Yeah. It's not till it's afterwards that you're just like, oh, okay. That happened? What did I just what watch? What did I just watch? What just happened? <laughs> yeah. And also, I couldn't figure out who did the art for any of this stuff either. I don't think that he got credited anywhere. They, uh, they must have had at least three different artists. Because the art in the beginning looked really good. Her, hers yeah, hers looked okay. And then when they showed yep. the portraits of the people she was drawing, those were all like realistic and completely different looking. Yeah. yeah. So they at least had three different people doing the comic art, I would suppose. Yeah, they had some very talented people mm-hmm. doing comic art for this. The, the, fir- the I, first I, Jeffrey I, Combs book looks the best in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it looks it looks legit. Like, I mean, I was thinking it was like Tim Vigil or one of these like like edgy kind of like horror artists mm-hmm. of the 90s. But uh, I couldn't I couldn't find anything. I I looked around trying to see, like, does somebody have original comic art pages or oh, anything? Yeah. <laughs> and no, nope. nope, couldn't find it. Too bad. Not that they burned them uh, all so to keep the monster at bay. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. <laughs> this movie. Heck, I don't regret there's... watching it. I liked it. I it, it's not no. good, but it was. It's was so fun. funny. Like, there's so never, there's so much. An, an hour and fifteen minutes is too short to even yeah. get boring. Like right. It's funny that like there have been all these weird little kismet things happening this week, like little little weird coincidences. Mm-hmm. But like Yasmina. She posted uh, something yesterday or maybe even today, and it was a picture of her in front of a framed portrait of this monster. And I was like, hey, we're doing that. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> and also and right before that, she was like, check out this amazing Shredder Orpheus that I got. And I was like, I've been trying to get a copy of this for the podcast for the last three years. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> But she had one, so I was like, "Damn it!" Is that on disc at all? Uh, so it's really weird. I uh, I got in contact with the director at one point mm-hmm. because he has a page up where he was selling the LP, uh, and I tried to. I was like, "Hey, is this site still working? Because I'd like to buy this," mm-hmm. and I never got an answer. <laughs> and Michelle says that she <laughs> bought it for me. At one point, and it actually did get delivered, and she misplaced it. <laughs> What's that? Oh, she knows where it is. Okay, so she's not going to give it to me. So we're going to be doing this around Christmas, I'm guessing, <laughs> or maybe around my birthday. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so she did find it. So finally, I apparently have a future copy of Shredder Orpheus that we're going to have to Wait, do. You said an LP. Is it's a record or it's the movie? It's uh, it, it was both. It was you got the LP and then you he play the movie it, off think, the record. What? <laughs> <laughs> the two the two went together. They're two separate okay. discs. But uh, <laughs> but they uh, for some reason I remember them making something similar to that where there was like a like a DVD that had a record on top of it or something like that. Somebody did some sort of weird novelty shit like that oh, at crazy. one point. <clears throat> I can't remember, but uh, yeah, no. So apparently I do have a copy of Shredder Orpheus. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to do that movie, okay. which is going to be a terrible letdown. I have a feeling because I haven't seen it since whenever it was being played on USA up all night. Gotcha. And all I remember is that there was a lot of skateboarding and a lot of new waivers in hell with magic skateboards. That sounds cool. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? And the director is also the star. Gotcha. So it's one of those, yep. uh, which actually, I guess there really aren't that many of those <laughs> kind of movies. I'm trying to think of like a um, bad example. I can't off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, this is his Citizen Kane. So I want to I want to check it gotcha. out. Oh, cool. Well, that's Cellar Dweller. Yeah, that was a nice fast one. Yep. Uh, because the movie was like 10 minutes long. So <laughs> easy peasy. Yep. Um, yeah. So hopefully by we'll we're gonna be uh, ditching this Zoom nonsense soon, 
Um, I'm, I'm looking to build a studio at the store and hopefully we're going to get you in and we can actually do a real one and it'll stop being so weird. I thought you were building at Universal Studios with that grant you got. That's, that's yeah, with the huge grant money I have. You're going to fly me down to Florida uh, once a week. I was really looking forward to that. Yes, it's somewhere in the, somewhere in the Jurassic Park ride. Yes. We're going to be, we're going to be recording all of our episodes. It's shut down now. They don't have anything else. Constantly hear pterodactyls in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with yeah. that. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, so there it is. Um, I have no final thoughts because this movie was bad. <laughs> That's my final thoughts. Uh, if you want to see a cool monster and you've got an hour to burn, this is a cool, yeah. this is a cool movie. And if you want more if you've stuff exhausted, like that. Check out Monsters TV series. Yeah, yeah exactly. If you've exhausted things. every episode of Monsters, <laughs> then, you know, th- this is absolutely a nearly feature length episode of Monsters. Correct. It fits yeah. perfectly. It's got all of the it's got all the hallmarks of a Monsters episode, like one right set. down to the <laughs> right down to the one set and to the like kind of depressing ending where you're like, oh, it got really maudlin in the middle of it. <laughs> Like, I was hoping this was just going to be a monster story. And then things got really sad for some reason. And I don't feel like it needed that. But okay, cool. Oh, man. You know how this should have ended? He should have killed the girl. And then it showed, like, the outside of the house. And then it went back to the basement. And the monster was drawing a comic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and it also said 30 years later. So that it was was technically... (laughs) 90 years in the future. This monster oh, sitting in the God. basement still drawing a comic. <laughs> it cuts to the monster and he's drawing the house into existence. He's like, oh, 90 years in the future. The monster draws the house and all the people. Mm-hmm. It's just a little snow globe. Yes, that's, that's, like, that's, that's oh. a new fun box ending. <laughs> we good at them around here. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, you can follow us at the Funbox Monster Podcast or at Funbox Monster Podcast. I don't think there's a V in it. Sorry, everyone. Um, and you can buy things from Coast City Comics, which is a comic shop that I run in Portland, Maine, and needs your help because it is a pandemic and everything is terrible. And you should buy comics from us instead of some other dumb dog. Buy some cool things at Coast City Comics. I'm wearing cool things from yes. Coast City Comics, like this cool sweatshirt and this ridiculously old shirt. <laughs> oh my god, look at that. That's the old <laughs> Do you even have the Avoid the Noid shirt anymore? I do not. Ugh. Uh yeah, that was my that was my Shepherd Fairy Avoid with the Noid on it shirt. Uh so, I'll need to probably take a photo of that to reference it. <laughs> you'll have to uh you'll have to pry this shirt off my cold dead chest. <laughs> yeah, I made I made a handful of those and then just stopped. It's so old the uh, sleeves fell off. <laughs> it's just because you gotta show off those yeah. <laughs> So yeah, buy cool shit at ComCityComics.com. Yeah, do that. And uh, and we'll see you next week with a movie that is slightly longer and makes more sense. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And hopefully we'll be doing it without Zoom. Yes. If, fingers crossed. Cool. I'm going to I'm gonna figure this out and we'll do this without Zoom. God, I hope so. Awesome. Um, yeah, that would be awesome. All right, Matt. Cool. Thanks for everything. And hopefully uh, your audio didn't click up while we were doing this. We'll find out. All right. Yeah. Peace. Good night. Cool, man.